give me one shot here on a blue chip stock, believe me, Kevin, the only problem I'm going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. What's going on, NBA draft fans? Your boys are back. The Wolves of Ball Street. Your favorite draft analyst. Favorite draft analyst. The Draft Act. NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Corey Tulba. I am here as always with my co-host, Albert. Garbage. Time. Gim. Albert. What's popping? <sighs> What's popping is our intro song. I know it plays every damn episode, but we have the best intro song. It's so good. I feel so amped right now and ready to go. It might be the energy that's coming from our guest right now. I, whenever he's on, I feel even more amped because I feel like he's going to make some joke about me, um, which I love. <laughs> And I'm ready for, but um, no, all jokes aside, I, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm excited. We have a weird, fun, exciting exercise that we're going to partake in as a three-way, as a trio. There's a lot to be excited for. Big three is in the house is how I feel right now, boys. Yes, sir. We have the minister of memes, the conductor of chaos, Mr. Backcourt violation himself, Tyler Rucker in the house live and in person tyler what is good it, it it feels great to be back with all of you you know i feel like i did a couple of these without albert so having the the trio the three amigos back um to do this fun exercise and i'm sure there's not going to be any overreactions on the internet to this so it, it's going to be fun we're going to have a, a wild time get a little crazy wild is the theme so i was watching it's always sunny in philadelphia mm. and underrated you know, show good show i mean just unbelievably rewatchable. It's funny every single time. And, you know, I was watching the, the wild card episode where they're trying to figure out their roles in um, like the gang. They're like trying to compare themselves to the Ghostbusters and they deem Charlie the wild card. Right. And this ultimately spoiler alert leads to him, like, you know, cutting the brakes on a van. And uh, so I figured why not theoretically pop the shirts off and have like a wild card mock draft because we know it's we're a week away from the draft everybody's mock drafts look pretty damn similar there's a lot of consensus group think happening and we know that's not what is going to happen on draft night there's going to be chaos on draft night there are going to be wild card picks made on draft night now the purpose of this wild card mock draft is not to be like totally insane we still want it to be feasible we just want it to get a little bit wild and see how that would cause you know a butterfly ripple effect through the rest of the draft and the decisions that other teams would have to make uh based on some of these wild card selections so every now and again we're going to throw out a name that we think is feasible that a team might actually draft but in the grand scope of things would be kind of shocking on draft night so rucker you're gonna go first you have okay. the orlando magic uh on the board they are by consensus by the betting odds uh gonna go either chet or paulo but who is gonna kick us off in this wild card mock draft cheddar jabari right or are we really just wild right now am i crazy no no, no. i you know i'm flattered I'm, yeah, I'm flattered you guys thought of a wild card, wild episode, and I was your first thought. So I really appreciate that. It's only fitting. Let's just do it. I'm going to take Paulo. So okay. 
we, we think it's going to be Chad or Jabari, but, you know, I'm going to take Paulo Bencaro, shake things up, just send a message right away with this. Do I think this could happen? Probably not. I mean, it does make a lot of sense, though, when you talk it out, because Orlando needs a bucket getter. Paulo could be that. Um, they got intriguing pieces with Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, uh, Franz Wagner. You know, it, it would make some sense. We'll see. But I, I would still love that fit, even if it was just a complete curveball on draft night. So I'll go Paula at n- number one, start this off mm-hmm. on the right note. And, you know, hopefully listeners are still watching. Hopefully they didn't turn it off right away. Appreciate is it. That, I mean, look, wild that's card. a wild, that is the wild card. pick. That is the wild card. Yeah, that's the wild card pick, but it could happen. Yes. Yeah. Paulo yeah. was the consensus number two guy most of the year. He came in with the pedigree that he was potentially going to be the number one pick. We just did an episode uh, of the draft act pod with Ricky O'Donnell from SB nation. And in his last mock draft, who he thinks should go one, he said he thinks Paulo should go one. There are people out there that believe that Paulo Blancaro can go one. And as he said, the reasoning is like Orlando doesn't have a number one guy. And Paulo is, probably the guy most likely in this top three grouping that has the most potential to be a lead primary scorer. And you add in the, the playmaking, the initiating, it's not the craziest thing. There's a, a path where Orlando is like 6'10", handles the rock. We just watched Jason Tatum, you know, lead his team to the finals uh, as this buckety guy who could score, pass, dribble, defend. We think Paulo could be that. We're going to put that next to Franz. We're going to have this Mm. jumbo front court of two big wings. And this is how we're building out our team. I could see it. It's a wild card pick, but it makes some sense. Yeah, it, it does. It does. Corey, it does. You know, we're, we're going to get wild today, but maybe not ridiculously wild. And I get it. It's probably not consensus. But also to Alex, right? Alex wrote a great piece about Paolo. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure he would have taken Paolo at that spot. Um, for the record, if I had the first pick, you know, I would have gotten stupid and just taken Shaden Sharp there. But who knows? Maybe that's why things Look, worked out, right? We want you to be a wild card. We don't want you to... <laughs> We're not going to be a psychopath. We want okay. you to be a wild card, not a psychopath. Okay. This is Ready, the beginning guys? of the episode. We're not at the ending where they're cutting the breaks. <sighs> this is the t- this is the beginning of the episode. But guys, but, but guys, let's do really quick thought exercise. Is there a world, a universe, right, a reality, right? If we get into Marvel terms, where five years from now we look at we look back at the draft class and go, why didn't Shade and Sharp go first? You guys discuss. I there is most certainly a universe out there. <laughs> I I'm I'm probably the highest on sharp of all of team no ceilings. I'm, I think, I'm yeah, you are for sure. I'm yeah, a believer. Sure. I think that he has innate things that are unteachable. And I think that's a really interesting thing to work with. I think having been a part of like um the high school level and seeing how COVID affects has affected the trajectory of players firsthand. I think that that's something we have to consider. And I think that a team has to be patient with him. It's probably not going to be in year one or year two, but he's one of these guys that it's like, Hey, Anthony Simons is really awesome now. And Portland was really patient with him. And I think that sharp has better size, a smoother jumper, a better frame, probably equal amounts of bounciness but like with all that it just wouldn't shock me 
if he turned out to be this guy who one day was like a consistent all-star player and, and that could be the best player in the draft. <clears throat> I'm not ready to get there for this wild card draft, Albert, but there's a world. I, there's a world. And, you know, Shaden Sharp's going to come up at some point in this draft. We're not going to be a wild card and, and not draft him. So we'll talk about him briefly. All right. You're up at number two for OKC. And now, right now, initially, we probably thought, okay, well, they're probably just going to take whoever isn't taken between Jabari and Chet. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Now they got to choose between the two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, all right, plot twist. I'm taking Jaden Ivey here. Just kidding, okay? Thunder fans would figure out a way to stab me over Twitter, so uh, <laughs> let me not do that. I'll, I'll play it safe here, okay? Let's not. Since we went wild with number one, I'll go safe here and take Chet. Or maybe people will say the safe bet is to take Jabari. Well, screw you. I think Chet's a better player. I think Chet should be number one in this draft. He's number one on my big board because he's freaking one awesome. He's number one in my heart. I want to kiss his draft stock. That's weird. <laughs> but I have Chet going here at number two because Chet is a freak. It's a He's a freak, okay? I, I love Chet so much. I, I don't remember the last time we talked about Chet, so here we go, right? I, I love the competitiveness, competitiveness with that dude. Rucker and I, we flew all the way to Las Vegas to watch this guy play, I literally stood two feet away from him. I could I could touch him. He could smell me. We could high five. A lot of things could have potentially happened, but didn't, right? Because we're decent human beings. But I saw him in person. His legs look a lot stronger and sturdier than they look on TV. He's not as skinny as he looks on TV. There's a weird visual effect that happens with him on TV where he looks a lot thinner than he actually is. They usually say that the camera adds 10 pounds, but for Chet, he loses about 40. Um, he's, he's, he's a good sturdy dude. And the thing that Rucker and I were so impressed with, with him, he's a dog. He's an absolute dog. He stood up to everybody. And, the, and actually my favorite observation that Rucker made that I agreed with when we were there, Rucker was like, look at him as a teammate. Just watch him when he wasn't on the floor, when he was on the bench, look at him as he, he literally pointed him out to me. It was like, Albert, look at him right now. And he was up, he was clapping. He's not like a loud rah-rah guy, but he's a very present teammate, right? And that, that's, I get it. Those are intangibles. But if you take that, you couple who he is character-wise, character and then you go with all the other stuff and the fact that I think a lot of the concerns with him are overblown, He's an incredible prospect. So at number two, I have the Thunder taking Chet, and they would be – look, I think it could happen in real life too, right? It's very possible. I think the Thunder, if they get Chet in the building with the playmakers that they have, that's an absolute grand slam home run for them. How do I go wild and Albert gets to play safe right away? That just seems <laughs> like we just <laughs> – Cool, Albert. Way to throw me under the bus, literally. No, but I, I mean – I almost said screw it and took Chet anyway. So I, I, exactly get, I get it. I mean, uh, Rucker and I just wrote uh, oh, yeah. a tag team yeah. piece on Chet and why we believe people are overthinking him. And, you know, we went into the reasons why people are, are you know, skeptics of his, uh, his game or his build or whatever. But, like, we think it's just he's being overthought and we think he brings enough of those skills added with the intangibles and the potential of NBA spacing, uh, NBA offense. And we're just like, we think he's the number one guy in the class. So for the thunder here to get him at two, which is something that might actually have on draft night. Um, they just had a little bit, you know, tougher of a decision here with Jabari on the board. Uh, I think it's the right move. So I'm on the clock. 
at number three for the Houston Rockets. And I'm going to take Jabari Smith here. Okay. This is somebody who I feel like there has not been a ton of chatter about uh, as of recently for Houston because it seems like he's just like a lock to go uh, one or two apparently. But now with Houston, you have Christian Wood who was just moved. Jabari Smith fits in the front court with Alperin Shangun like an absolute glove. Uh, I love his fit with Jalen Green as as a partner. It takes some of the pressure off of Jabari Smith to be you know a number one option, which personally I don't feel he is. I feel like he's much more of a complimentary number two type guy who is going to be you know elite at playing off of uh, some uh, a primary guy. I think Jalen Green could get there. I love that fit. I love kind of the the work ethic and the attitude of those two guys. Uh, I think that it's just, I love the fit here. I love the potential. You know, uh, Jabari Smith isn't personally my number three guy, but I think contextually at this part of the draft, it's hard to argue him being there and growing with Jalen Green and Jay Gupp and Shangun and Kevin Porter Jr., who I think eventually is going to get moved and, you know, whatever they do in this draft other, you know, with their other picks, I think that it's, it's a pretty interesting option and we feel our first ripple effect of this wild card mock. All right. Number four, Sacramento is on the clock and you have full freedom to do what I know you want to do. I'm doing it. I'm doing Keegan Murray. You want to get wild? Let's get wild. Welcome to the wild West. Population Sacramento Kings. No, I mean, <laughs> we saw the Gavoni mock this morning with the little breadcrumb of saying, you know, they, they might be warming up to Keegan Murray and Vivek is, is a Keegan Murray fan. And, you know, shout out Nick Stauskas. Um, <laughs> I just watched that the other day. It's, it never gets old. That clip wow. will never die. The it's internet awesome. will never let that no. die. Um, but I do like the fit. I know it's going to be a little rich for some people's taste, especially with, you know, Jaden Ivy on the board. I still think they could go Ivy there. Um, even if there's rumblings that he doesn't want to go there, but um, let's, let's get wild. I, I still like the fit with Keegan Murray. I think that's, I jokingly said earlier today, I think that's like the pick the Kings usually don't make is getting someone yes. like Keegan Murray. And then someone was yeah. like, well, they just took Tyrese Halliburton a couple of years ago. And I go, yeah, too soon. So, I mean, um, I like we the love idea. Sabonis here. Yes, we're a, we love we're, Sabonis. So we're a Sabonis oh, yeah. podcast. We I'm going to get, I'm going to get Keegan Murray brethren, in there. Man. You know, they want to no, win. Brother. They want to win. So we're taking Keegan Murray there. And, and now we're really going to get a little wild moving forward. So there you guys go. I mean, this is the type of move that, like, it's the hard move. It's the the move that isn't sexy. Yeah. But it's the move that's going to, like, advance them as a franchise. Exactly. And can anybody here really say, after really digging into Jaden Ivey film, that he is a no-doubt, no-brainer, even all-star player? I don't think anybody – well, I do know there are some people out there that could confidently say that. But I'm not there. I think he certainly has that potential, but there's absolutely a world where the playmaking never comes along. The shots a little bit more inconsistent than, you know, is you're led to believe and the shot selection doesn't improve. 
He doesn't be, you know, take defense all that seriously. And he just doesn't develop into the player that we know he has the potential to be. That's a realistic possibility that could happen on the Kings. He's sharing ball handling duties. And I know that he could play off ball. Uh, I think that he can run a lot of the same actions with the bonus that he ran with Trevion Williams, but there's a world where it's just not a clean fit and there's only one ball and that backcourt again gets crowded. Things get weird. This time it's really weird because they just got rid of their guard to help, you know, open up De'Aaron Fox's game. Is he going to be pissed about that? How does that permeate through the organization? There's a lot of wild cards by taking Ivy. Keegan Murray is the guy that seems like a safe pick, but he only seems like that because the motherfucker goes about his business like a G and is just is a silent killer. So I like the pick for Sacramento and that leaves Albert on the clock for Detroit. Uh, really quickly. No, like I'm, I'm totally with you guys. I think Murray people, there's a misconception with him because he plays in new balances they think he's boring, but no, he's a really good player. He's just really Zach good. Levine and Sashante Murray. <clears throat> I know, I know, on. I know. But Murray makes it look like not as cool as the other guys in the same shoes. It's weird. Um, also, shouts to um, Hawks drafter Simon for being on the pod recently, but we know he's a big Ivy guy. Um, here we go. Number five. I'm going to make the correct choice. It's the right choice. It's the choice that the people want. It's the choice that the Pistons want. Uh, they're taking Dyson Daniels here at five. Wow. Thought you were going a different direction there. And I was literally about to be like, okay, can we start over? Because Albert win, clearly baby. doesn't understand the homework assignment. But okay, I there we go. Win. I win, guys. Here we go. It's now now this, yeah, this is going to get crazy mm-hmm. now. Okay. All okay, right. Albert, go ahead. <laughs> Look who just woke up. Um, yeah. So it's it's Daniels here because Daniels is the right. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I am going to take Daniels here. But the reason why is because we're getting wild. And I think there's a very real world possibility where something like this could happen because the hype around Daniels is insane. Have you seen the TikTok videos of him training and working in the gym? He's trying to develop a mid-range game. He's working on play his playmaking. You, you send him to Detroit where he's a secondary playmaker to Cade. He's going to play defense for you. He's going to shoot the ball eventually, I think. Um, he's going to offer a lot. And with the size that you have in your two wings there, you're building a contender there, you know? So um, I know it sounds crazy, and I know we left Ivy on the board and Sharp on the board and blah, blah, blah. I know I've seen a lot of mocks of Matherin even going to five, but we're going to take Daniels here. I think it could happen. I'm not saying it will, but it could. I mean, we were shocked by Scotty Barnes last year. We were shocked by Giddy last year. We were shocked by Primo. This is a big shocker. So uh, I'm going to go Daniels here at five, and I think you guys will agree with me. It's possible. I, you know, I, I, I honestly haven't thought about Daniels in the context of Detroit, mm-hmm. even a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think this is fun. Uh, maybe a little bit of what you wanted Killian to be, even the low end of Killian with with Dyson here, mm-hmm. bigger. I mean, even and, and I'm not giving up on Killian as like a you know a, a role you know a role player, but you tried out like Dyson, Killian, Cade, one through three. That's a big team that defends, is long, versatile, athletic. Maybe they trade uh, Jeremy Grant for DeAndre Ayton. Who knows? I know. I you know. know? I I don't know. And all of a sudden, you you really like jump started this thing, and you're you're building a modern team. I don't know. It could be fun. Could be fun. All right. Uh, at number six, I'm gonna take Jaden Ivy. Okay. And and I think that. The fit here is 
really nice for Ivy and his development because Halliburton is exactly the guy that you want making all of the decisions that Jaden Ivy is not ready for. And I think that Jaden Ivy is much more comfortable playing off the ball than De'Aaron Fox was playing off of the ball. And I think that Halliburton is a guy who can play off the ball. So when you are giving Jaden Ivy those reps, Halliburton has no problem knocking down spot up jumpers from the defense collapsing into the immense rim gravity that Jaden Ivy uh, presents him. So I think that this is one of the ideas. I think like Detroit and Indiana are the two scenarios. If I was Jaden Ivy, I would either want like sack to trade back, or I would try to be telling teams like, don't pick me. I, I want to fall a little bit and that could happen. And that could lead to, you know, Jaden Ivy falling to this spot a little bit. So I'm going to take Jaden Ivy for the Indiana Pacers leaving Rucker with the Portland trailblazers at pick seven. I, I love that. I still think that's one of my favorite fits for Ivy. So I, I'm right there with you, Corey. I, I wish they would somehow trade again, the Pacers and the Kings just to kind of troll all of us during the draft. But um <laughs> All right, I'll give you a wild card for the Portland Trailblazers. I'm gonna take Jalen Duran. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know the buzz has been that he's been dominating workouts. We saw the Blazers social media account tweet the photo that makes him look like the Incredible Hulk. You know I, I'm gonna say they they buy into the superstar upside that Duran has at the center position. They're gonna get Dame a running mate. Um, he's gonna throw lobs to. Duran and Duran's going to catch everything in the world and, and try to break a backboard. So let's get crazy. Yeah. I'm going to say, I still believe Portland could be the Duran team in the top 10. So um, because we're having fun and because I love you guys, we're, we're going to get a little crazy here. So Jalen Duran to the Blazers. This is not crazy for me. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that nuts. Yeah. It's really, you know that I've been a Duran guy, the the whole process. I've right. I, you know, I, I have not wavered off the fact that this kid offers immense potential. I think you could look at this kid and be like, he showed enough playmaking that you could picture some, some bam out of bio, maybe one day um, you could picture it. Like I, I think he's got that little turnaround jumper in the mid range, little Jermaine O'Neal action, a former blazer. Yes. They need a center of the future. Nurkic, you know, is uh, I believe he's a free agent this year. And Regardless, you know, he's certainly not trending upwards. So you get a guy super young. He, I think he could play a little bit now because he's going to physically be able to hang in the NBA right away. But he's also a guy that if you wanted to move off Dame eventually, you know, Anthony Simons and Jalen Duran is a pretty interesting uh, little core there to build off of plus whatever assets you get on Dame. I'm on board yeah. with with Duran to, to Portland. Really it's appreciate good. that. It means a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a yeah, good one. Thank you. All right, Albert, you have the New Orleans Pelicans, and you have Here a plethora of options. <clears throat> Easy pick. Uh, with the eighth pick, the New Orleans Pelicans select Jeremy Sohan from the University mm-hmm. of Baylor. Uh, the pick here is a strange one, I understand, but imagine the starting five. Not a starting five, but imagine like a crunch time five of CJ, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Brandon Ingram, and Jeremy Sohan. Just let that sit in your brain and tell me how you feel about that. Interesting. Interesting stuff could happen. Sohan will be given all the freedom to develop and take his time. They're not going to rush him in, in, into anything. And he can offer them a lot as a, as a four, small ball five. He can play all kinds of things for them. So 
Sohan's a pick here for me. I think it's weird, and I'm excited about it. It's it's weird. I, it's weird that you forgot to list Zion in that closing lineup. <clears throat> um, yeah, kind mm. of a little weird. A little weird. No, well, uh, you guys know why. But <clears throat> <laughs> uh, it's. Is he getting <laughs> traded for the number 11 pick to, um, to the yeah, next? I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, but uh, look, there's been Jeremy Sohan lottery buzz. Jeremy Sohan, potential top 10 buzz. Jeremy Sohan is the guy that I've been saying for a while is like, you could see this dude jumping in the top 10, similar to Patrick Ball, uh, Patrick Williams did a couple of years ago for Chicago. All right. Uh, with the Spurs, my wild card pick. They're going to try to strike while the iron, you know, strike, uh, have lightning strike twice was the phrase I'm, I was trying to get out. Good job. They're going to go against the smoke. They're going to take the massive production, the gigantic hands. They're going to try to get Claw 2.0. They're going to put him with Chip England and iron out the little details in the jumper. They're taking Tari Eason. There it is. Wow. What a weird draft so far, guys. About to have a stroke. What is this? This is the wild card mock draft. I was going to get really crazy with the 10th pick, but I don't know if it's as crazy as that. (laughs) Talk to me about Tari Eason. All right. I'm higher on Tari Eason than a lot of guys. One, I'm a production guy. I think if you're producing, that matters. Like you can, at a certain point, you can nitpick every single detail, but if a guy is putting up the production 17 points a game in 24 minutes, you know, uh, what was he at? Like six and a half rebounds a game, two steals, a block off the bench in limited minutes. That means something improved as a shooter, 80% from the line attacks the hoop there. Yes. He has things to work on. Of course. That's why he's not going top five. Yes, he's a little bit older for uh, his class. I'm okay with that. I still think he's got a ton of potential to be a guy who fits perfectly into the modern NBA. He's big. He's long. He's strong. I think he's got versatility. Doesn't need to play with the ball in his hands because he can cut and slash to the hoop, get into transition. And uh, I think this is the type of organization that like would really develop a, him in a way that could make him like the idealized version of himself. And I don't know. I, I would not, what I, I think, you know, I'm picking him as a wild card pick cause I would be shocked, but I don't think like if he went to San Antonio, I'd be like, Oh, that's a bad pick. I'd be like, okay, they see a vision. They have a plan for this kid. And I think they could actualize it. Fair. Very fair. I could see it. I actually like it. It's just because yeah, I agree with you. I, I think if they bought in and they bought into, you know, San Antonio is always big on like, th- they want guys that are over themselves. Mm-hmm. They want guys that will buy into the culture. So if, if they're convinced Tari would do that, like his production was insane in, in the limited minutes compared to everybody else. Stocks. So, yeah. There you go. Stocks. <laughs> um, I'm about to do something at 10 to the wizards that, might get me banned for a year from ever doing a podcast. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, and, you know, you guys can tell me, you know, you can you can kick me off if you want. And I'm sorry for everyone listening because, you know, this could be a viral moment. Um, 
going over the Wizards roster, and you know the, the point guards just don't really jump out at me at all. Uh, Ron um, Nato's not he's not doing that for you. No, mm. um, and I do love me some Cassius Winston, but you know that's it's not pushing point it Denny. Forward. I'm still in on Denny. Don't you care? So, you know, Denny. You no. know, last year the the or was it last year? Yeah, last year the Spurs shook things up a little bit with a pre-draft guy, and the Wizards are going to be that one that okay. makes all of us shake things up. So I'm going to draft someone that's going to make us all faint on draft night if this happened. I'm going to take Dale and Terry. Oh, you bastard. Oh, that was my pick. You bastard. Yeah. You You guys wanted wild. I'm, I'm bringing the heat. And now this would make us. Yeah, exactly. Shout out Bass Pro Shop. Sponsor us. Basketball, fishing. Let's get after it. Um, (laughs) It would be crazy. It would be insane. I, there's so much talent on the board for everyone listening, calling me a madman. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment, but uh, I'm just saying we don't know what direction the wizards are going to go. Now, if they think Terry has this upside that next year he would have been a lottery pick, they could get crazy. Do I think this would happen at 10? Probably not. They would probably trade back and try to get him later. But we're not we're not mocking trades right now. So I'm I'm taking Dale and Terry. We're gonna get some nastiness for Bradley Beal in the backcourt. And uh yeah, you're welcome, Albert. Now the board's really juicy for oh, Knicks. I, you Albert, you have the Knicks at eleven here. Okay. And look, you don't have to take like Blake Wesley here or something. Like oh you have the choice you, of yeah. AJ and Benedict <laughs> Matherin and Johnny Davis for the Knicks. You have yeah. Malachi Branham, you have Jalen Williams, you have yeah. some some options here yeah. to make New York proud. For sure. The pressure's well, we on. Could, well, we could just Ty Ty oh, Washington yeah. could just be the pick. We can oh, move on, keep God. this rolling. Go New York, go New York, go is uh, the song. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. So I actually wanted to take uh, Terry at 11, but screw you, Rucker. Yeah. So my pick That'll here is quicker, pretty easy. <clears throat> um, he's number four on my board. Uh, it's enough, enough of the nonsense. Here we go. Johnny Davis to the New York Knicks is an absolute, another grand slam. We're talking about third deck, admiring the shot, bat flip, kisses to the sky. Johnny Davis is the right choice here, and he'd be unbelievable with RJ and Quickly and Grimes and Toppin. And I, I, there's a guy I'm not mentioning, but that's no, fine. I'll mention him, Julius Randle. Uh, you know, all these guys. He'd be an absolute great fit. So Johnny Davis, you talk about two-way potential. You talk about a guy who we have to talk about context, played on an absolute nightmare of a team in Wisconsin. So um, I have no problem taking Johnny Davis here at 11 and New Yorkers should be freaking out with this pick. I mean, imagine Johnny Davis in New York. He's already getting Taco Bell commercials. Ugh, imagine yeah. the endorsements as, as Johnny Davis on the Knicks. That would be something to behold. Um, shout out to everybody watching live right now. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, oh gosh, I can't wait to I noticed hear these that, comments. I noticed we don't have, as many likes as people watching. So if you're in the chat, throw a, throw us a, you know, a little subscription and a little, little thumbs up. Guys, we're having fun here. Don't take it so serious. I don't need six DMS about my Dale and Terry at 10 pick. Right. Because Treehouse said Dale and Terry with seven question marks after. So for anybody who is maybe hopping into this discussion 
midstream. This is the wild card mock draft. All right. We are, we know that things don't play out the way consensus tells us they're going to play out on draft night. So we're getting a little crazy. We don't want to get too crazy, you know, but we're getting a little crazy. And, you know, a guy like Dale and Terry, like Gavoni hinted uh, very recently that teams are calling to figure out what is his range and can we trade up or can we trade back to get him? And, his answer was like, you may just need to take him if you want him because teams want him. So, uh, you know, it seems crazy, but crazier things have happened. So for anybody uh, that's coming in, that's what's going on. We're, we're getting crazy, not too crazy here. Let's, let's hit some comments. Uh, Jake Walterhouse. Oh gosh, Jake. Hello, Jake. Just got my hat. It's Fuego. Yes, Thank sir. you, Jake. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. it. We Fuego. appreciate it um anybody looking to cop the nba draft no ceilings snapback no ceilings nba.bigcartel.com um okay mino f shout out mino uh drop a like and subscribe he says listen to the man listen to the man norin rad sohan at eight i can see it i wouldn't pick him though then he says eason the same at nine could end up better than murray gregory castillo Duran Jang, Jalen Williams for my Spurs at nine. Uh, Josh, the Pels fan says, Bass Pro Shops, Johnny Davis commercial next. I yes. Yes. I love that. Also, Not can we York. go back to the Spurs? Because I'm still confused. I've been confused for four months. If you had to pick one name right now, where do you think they're going? Because I don't know if Duran, I don't think it's going to happen just because it makes too much sense. And we've been mocking it for 14 years. Mm. Um, you had to guess one guy and, and this is serious. You know, we've been having wild card fun right now, but give me, give me a name. Albert, where are you thinking? Corey, what are you thinking? Uh, AJ Griffin. Ooh, yeah, I kind of like that wrinkle a little bit. I think he's going to be there. Yeah. So hand buzz is top 10. I think AJ is going to be around the Spurs pick. I think he's going to be there still. Yeah, I was thinking AJ Griffin too. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you for your service. I'm on the (laughs) clock for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And keeping on topic, I'm going to take AJ Griffin. There it is. Amazing. There it is. (laughs) Bingo. Uh, I think that if Sam Presti, who traded away pick 30 to Denver, walks away from this draft in the first round with Chet Holmgren and AJ Griffin, he should get a damn statue. Yeah. That to me is just a straight up heist. Uh, so, I mean, to me, AJ Griffin, again, I, you know, I've said it a few times out loud now, like he's my third ranked prospect right now. I love his fit in the modern NBA. I think that he's got stuff in his bag that he wasn't given the opportunity to, to show at Duke. I think that his, uh, the context of, him getting hurt and having to fit in um, hid some of that. I think he's going to get his athleticism back. I think they're going to get him right physically, like maybe have him drop a little bit of the bulk, lean out a little bit. uh, So it gives him a little bit more quickness out on the perimeter, but I love his strength. I love his tools and playing off of Josh Giddy and SGA and Chet, is just going to make his life so damn easy. And I think it's going to ultimately, he could be the second guy on that team that late in the playoff game, you can go to, to get a bucket 
with SGA. So I think that would be just a tremendous, tremendous uh, pull for Sam Presti and the OKC Thunder. That means that Rucker, you're on the clock at 13 for the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to stop the fall and not that one. I'm going to take uh, Benedict Matherin here. Boom. The hey. Hornets. Um, I know everyone in the chat is probably screaming for another player that plays a similar position, but no, I'm not taking them. I think Charlotte needs some dogs. They need some guys that are going to come in and compete and play like crazy. I love the Kenny Atkinson hire. I think that's perfect for that team. And Matherin would be an absolute dream for them. So here we go. Smart. I'm going to be smart for once in this well, draft. This is easy, guys, because the Cavs always somehow end up with the first pick in the draft. And here at 14, they're going to end up with a guy who I said earlier could have gone number one in some weird reality. At 14, the last pick of the lottery, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Shaden Sharp out of the University of Kentucky, which is the weirdest, um, I think, outcome of our weird exercise here and that somehow sharp falls 14. Now here's the thing, dude, it, it, it could happen. It actually could happen because people have no idea what this guy looks like. And he's like the boogeyman. He's Bigfoot. So uh, we have Shaden sharp going 14. Um, Okoro, he's hasn't really flashed much. Shaden sharp is going to come in and he's going to offer something different. He can shoot and uh, he's super athletic. Not that Okoro is not athletic, but, He's super athletic, fluid, can shoot, good handle on him, star potential with him. Uh, even if you offload Sexton one day or, you know, a core or whatever, uh, you've got options now with Sharp. So Sharp, Sharp going 14 is pretty crazy, but that's the pick. Is I did Cal- see... Oh, go ahead, Corey. No, I was just... I did see that he... It looks like he's competing in... Portland. Workouts. I like, saw that. Like he's yeah. playing actively against other prospects it seemed like i don't know how competitive the if it's just drills or if he's playing like three on threes or whatever but do you think that can give teams a little bit more perspective on what he looks like in a competitive setting rucker well gavoni even threw a little breadcrumb of uh he's competing in those but he he was struggling and it was like against matherin and some one more name I'm blanking on right now. Maybe John, maybe Johnny. I don't know. But anyway, or maybe it was Daniels or something, but I was like, Ooh, that's not good. Cause there was some buzz about him slipping a little bit. And, and now it seems like it's heating up even more. So I don't think it's going to be unrealistic if he slips more towards the, the tent, like top, bottom of the 10 top 10. Um, it's just, he's the wild card. He He is this mock draft. Like he is the wild card right now because all those teams picking early, like there's no doubt that Sharp has the potential to be like Albert said in the beginning of the episode, like he has the potential to years down the road. We look back and we're like, Oh my gosh, Shaden Sharp should have gone so much earlier, but you got to have the balls picking early to take a guy like that and wait and be patient and really stress that. Um, so I, it won't surprise me if he goes later than we're all expecting. I don't know. I, I'm fascinated to see if, you know, John Calipari is always at the draft, like repping his Kentucky guys. I wonder if he's just going to be like, yeah, just great kid, you know, never got to play, coach or play, but I, I just great kid. <laughs> well, he plays the game. He's yeah. not, he's going to sell uh, whatever there is to sell for yeah. Shane Jar because he knows like another guy in the lottery, 
means that players are going to, the top guys are going to continue to keep going to Kentucky. Right. Uh, even if it's just as a practice player, I'm on the clock for Charlotte. They took Matherin at 13. That's an absolute steal. I can't wait to see the, uh, the depth chart battle between him and um, the James Booknight. Uh, but at 15, I'm taking Mark Williams because this is just, I know it's a wild card draft, but the wild cardness landed them Matherin at this point. They're Crazy. doing the, the the right thing here with their second pick if they make two picks. And they're going to take Mark Williams uh, because they just need that kind of center. Now, I do want to uh, stick with Charlotte here for a second without going too deep into Mark Williams because Rucker, uh, on the No Ceilings mm-hmm. NBA Draft Podcast, yes, you sir. recently had uh, a Charlotte Hornets-themed episode. Yes, James Plow Wright was great. Had a great shout time. out. He, he cool accent. Yes, um, love that. Know, ladies love it. I bet. Yeah, jealous. Big time. Spent. Don't tell my fiance, but jealous. Yeah. So there was a point in the podcast where he threw out a trade, and I thought I thought you were going to go to war for my guy. And Being a little polite, Corey. It's called etiquette. Okay, you I was would, trying to be nice to I the guy. You're going to go to war for my guy when he threw out the Davion Mitchell plus pieces for PJ Washington, who it seems like Charlotte doesn't even want. (laughs) He said, he said Davion for PJ right up. And I was like, kind of looking at my desk and I was like, so I kind of like my desk. I don't really want (laughs) to flip it. And then I was like, yeah, that wouldn't be a good idea. So I was trying to be polite. I was like, I get it, but I get it. But PJ is interesting because I'm like, is something going to happen with him? Are, are they going to try to move him? Are they just like, hey, going to go another direction. We're going we're gonna to find something else. So, Because he did say, James said, uh, it was funny because he said, uh, I don't think they're going to keep both picks. I think they're going to trade one. And then Gavoni today was like, that's the rumor around the league. And I was like, thank you, James. Gavoni's basically stealing tidbits from our podcast. So I appreciate it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. When he said Davion, I was like, James, I love you. But come on, man. Come back to earth. And you know what hurts the most? Because I felt the pain in your voice. It was, <laughs> but it hard. felt like it felt like Metcalf really meant it. <laughs> when he Metcalf said it, I was like, Metcalf, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, but you know, hey, Ty. I think that? I think that like uh, people within the league value Davion more than yes the scouting community yeah, online does. That's all I'll say. I got to go to war for my guy, Davion. No, Mitchell, no, no. I appreciate and, it. No, I knew I was going to get some beef. It's, so. it's fresh on my mind. That's why I invited you on tonight. Um, <laughs> Albert, uh, no, Rucker, you have um, the Atlanta Hawks at 16. You know, everyone says Atlanta needs some defense, and they're going to say, to hell with that. Let's get some more buckets. So they're going to take Jaden Hardy. Okay. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. Shout out, Simon. I'm back. Um <laughs> I, I still am fascinated to see where Hardy ends up. I, I think he's going to be a guy that wherever he goes, he's going to have that chip on his shoulder of like, okay, all these teams don't believe in me. Like, let me prove it. And I know Atlanta needs defense. That, uh, they could go in a number of different directions. I think Atlanta's up to something. I think they're going to make some news in the next week. Um, there's been a lot of buzz about John Collins. There's been a lot of buzz about Clint Capella. They're, they're, they're up to something. They're never afraid to go swing. So I'll be shocked at this point if they're still picking 16th, but let's, we'll see what happens. We, they got to get someone to bite. I agree. 
I agree. They, yeah. where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. Yeah. Albert, you are on the clock for the Houston Rockets at pick 17. Okay. Uh, Ochai Abaji is a pick here at 17. Um, if the if the Rockets walk away with Jabari Smith and Ochai Baji, that's an insane haul for them. Um, mm. Both of those guys are going to offer defense and shooting um, and more. Uh, athleticism too, especially with Agbaji. Holy crap. So um, I'm very intrigued with that. I could see him. He could start from day one, especially Agbaji and Smith, actually. What am I saying? Um, if they offload Eric Gordon too, even better. And then you can bring Josh Christopher off the bench for sure. I, I love Christopher too. So I, I think that gives him a lot of options, a lot of shooting. So Agbaji is an easy pick there for me. And you know, and and I'm taking him above some other guys too that are still on the board. So uh, I, I like the Agbaji pick here. I like it here as well, Agbaji. I I'm going with my gut with him, and he's landed back at number ten on on my board because let's I, go. Love this. I just uh, a lot of people think that the, he's going to be like the boring guy who's an older upperclassman, and it all comes back. I've said it a few times on the pod. I've said it in the group chat. I I'm probably going to end up writing. Maybe I'll write about it. Like in the off season, like is winning a skill. There are certain guys that are a dream, but they're just a dream. And it's going to be, it's such a long shot that they turn out to be what you envision them. Whereas Ochag Baji is a guy who got better every single year. Yep. It That to me is not a deterrent to say he doesn't have upside because when you get better every year, it means you're putting in work on things to improve and his improvements are tangible. You saw the results. So why can't he get better than what he's shown? He he hasn't capped out yet. And baseline athletic wing that could shoot in a variety of contexts and defend. And like really athletic, like really alley athletic. lob threat type yep. athletic yep. lit up the garden. When I saw him live and it goes back to how I felt about Mikael Bridges, where I was just like, some guys just contribute to winning, and you might take Kevin Knox uh, instead, but you're going to probably regret it. Too soon. So Never too soon. I love Ochai on Houston. I love him as a running mate on the wing for Jalen Green, and I love I the love shooting it. and the spacing that that team has with Jalen Green, Ochai Paji, and Jabari Smith. It's so much fun. Imagine backdoor cuts for Jalen Green and Ochai Agbaji with Alperin Shangun at the elbow, just no look between the legs. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's this guy, uh, Noren Rad in the comments says, uh, doesn't have tools, not elite athlete. Agbaji right. doesn't have the upside. C minus bruh. Sorry. All right. Well, oh. yeah, we're going to see. That's, that's well, what they said about Michael Bridges. I, I think every team wants Bridges right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Made himself a lot of money. I have the Chicago Bulls. Somehow, I didn't plan this at all. Albert got the New York Knicks pick. I got the Chicago Bulls pick. Uh, the Celtics don't have a pick for Rucker, so we all ended up winning here because the Celtics pick that they traded might actually end up ultimately helping them win an NBA championship. I hope so. Boom. The Chicago Bulls are going to take Patrick Baldwin Jr. Oh, Again, we hey-o, just... hey we, Party we, started. We just spoke... Uh, with our friend Ricky O'Donnell, who we mentioned earlier, um, who is also a Bulls fan. And he just wrote an, an excellent piece on Patrick Baldwin Jr. because, you know, he got the opportunity to speak with him uh, about, like, you know, his journey and his struggles through injury. And 
when I think of a guy like Patrick Baldwin Jr., who was the best player in his class for a long time and who is a guy who came in with pedigree as a top-ranked player, and I look at Arturis Karnishevis, who was a part of that Denver front office, who drafted Michael Porter Jr., Bull Bull, uh, drafted uh, RJ Hampton, just a bunch of guys who came in as high-ranked prospects, dropped, but they bet on the pedigree. Because if you hit on a guy like that, it's a major, major win. So uh, I know his athletic testing was poor, but he measured, you know, like 6'10 and a half, 7 plus wingspan. Uh, the Bulls need more shooting. They need size in the front court uh, or, you know, from the wingy front court guys. Patrick Baldwin Jr., upside play for the Chicago Bulls in this wild card. Mock draft. Rucker, you are on the clock for Tyler Metcalf's. Minnesota Timberwolves, and uh, after the Davion stuff, I, I might just give him Blake Wesley and skip it. <laughs> you know, this is a little weird spot because I know who's been projected there a lot, and that's probably still one of my favorite fits. But I'm, I'm, you know, this is the wild card mock, so I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to take a guy that I'm a little shocked he's still on the board um, because I think they're just going to take value here. The T Wolves are going to add another solid piece. I'm going to take Malachi Branham. Nice. Um, nice. I, I know they got Ant-Man. I get it. But I also think that's a luxury to have where you can bring Branham off in the rotation and, and really develop his game and, and have him as like an offensive spark plug. So I think Minnesota looked at him and he's still on the board. They'd be like, heck, yes, just just add him to the to the roster. Let's get some more weapons. I like it. I like it. I, I think you can never go wrong with guys who are efficient from every spot on the floor. Yeah. Every good. spot and could play on and off the ball. Albert, you have the San Antonio Spurs at 20. You also mm-hmm. have the San uh I had the San Antonio Spurs. So we took Tari Eason at nine. What are they going to do at pick 20? At pick 20, the San Antonio Spurs select EJ Liddell out of Ohio State is the pick there. Easy pick. Uh, he was an unbelievable shot blocker last season. Yeah, I think he's going to shoot it well enough. I know his shot is a little line drivey, but don't care. It looks good. It goes in. I'm happy with it. Um, he's going to offer so much versatility. I think he's an at. That's. I think. I think it's a great pick. I, I know I made the pick, so that's stupid for me to say, but I think it's <laughs> it's it's a good fit, and it makes sense to me. So eat it and take it, San Antonio. There it is. San Antonio Spurs. Eat it and take it from Albert. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I have picked 21. I have the Denver Nuggets. And for the Denver Nuggets, I'm going to take Max Christie. Oh, wow. Good pick. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to take Max Christie. We all got vibes that Max Christie, nice. there was something something kind of up uh, with him. We promise season, going strong. Promise season. He's the kind of guy that I think, you know, would play really well on Denver off of Jokic. Just a guy who is able to knock down shots, a little bit of off-the-bounce potential, good length, defends, doesn't need the ball to succeed. He could play off of Murray. He could play off of 
Jokic, easy fit, two-way guy down the line. Max Christie, 21 to the Denver Nuggets. Rucker, you're on the clock at 22 for the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I mean, Memphis does a great job in the draft. They're gonna they're gonna take another guy that's that's been a hot name. They're gonna take Jalen Williams. Oh. Santa Clara, mm-hmm. Jalen Williams. Every um, time. Green room invite. Yes, Jaylen green Williams. room invite. Jaylen Williams, it. please send us a cut. Um, <laughs> I, I just kind of think that I, I still think he's going to go much earlier than this, but I think Memphis would be like, "Hey, get, yes, we'll we'll take it. He, he'll be a versatile asset in the rotation, and um, I could eventually see him playing alongside Morant down the road. So easily, I love it. Yeah, easily. So easily. I love it. I love it. We're all huge fans of Jalen Williams. Uh, you both wrote about Jalen Williams. We did. So uh, he's been a guy we've long been a fan of. Lottery level talent. Uh, we talked before we went on. We talked about how you guys are lucky that you're based on the West Coast because for me to stay up and watch West Coast games, it's like games that start at 11 p.m. When your boys got work at 6 a.m. Yeah. in the morning, like that's just nutty um so one more reason that everyone should go buy the draft guide and some merch at no ceilings nba uh dot big cartel.com so you know quit my job uh <laughs> albert you have at pick 23 mm-hmm. the philadelphia 76ers here we go let's get let's get Embiid uh some shooting but also a little secondary playmaking little little size uh, the pick here is Jake Laravia from Wake oh. Forest. Um, I, I think, I think. Look, this is a wild card draft, right? But even in the real draft, it could happen. I could see Laravia moving all the way up to twenty three. I think the smoke is there. I think it's possible. I think he'll offer them a lot. He's more athletic than people think. A uh, good shooter. Uh, I think he's going to offer them all kinds of versatility. So, boom, Jake Laravia. Love that pick. Love Jake as a prospect. You know, obviously, you could head to the NBA Draft Dude YouTube channel. Uh, got a chance to hang out for a couple of days, watch him work out in preparation for the draft, interview him. Uh, super hard worker. I love his skill set. I think you could play him in the front court with Embiid. Keeps the ball moving. Perfect for the modern NBA. That yep. That's a great pick. That's a great pick, Albert. All right, I'm on the clock at pick 24 for the Milwaukee Bucks. And at pick 24... I am going to take uh, someone who has slid in this wild card mock draft, but they are not scared to take underdeveloped frames with a load of potential and a ton of ball skills and may still be growing. I'm going to take Usman Jang wow. from the Milwaukee Bucks. Great. It's a good pick. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised he fell, but... You know, there's going to be someone that falls on draft night. There's going to be three guys that fall on draft night compared to the consensus. So that'd be a fun fit for Milwaukee. They pretty much just say, this is Giannis. He's done exactly what you need to do. Please follow him every single day. You live with him now. Yeah, you live <laughs> with him now. We we got an extra bedroom. <laughs> you could be the Nasus, uh, yeah. Giannis. Be his and bodyguard we- on the bench, please. We- Hold him back from running on the court. Usman, Usmanis, you got to change your name. <laughs> oh gosh, we're having All right. fun. The Spurs Dang are it. back on the clock. 
um, for you, Rucker, at 25. So we got EJ Liddell and Tari Eason, which I actually weirdly kind of like because we're just building up the front court. Um, I'm going to add another piece. Mm. I'm going to get a little weird. Okay. Mm. I never thought I'd do this. Mm -hmm. But I also saw in Vegas his over-under is in the first round, and it's a lot higher than I thought. Okay. I'm going to take Walker Kessler. All right. Wow. Yeah, I I mean – I'm a little lower on Walker Kessler. I understand everyone that has him higher. Um, it's hard to ignore with the numbers he just put up for a shot blocking big man. I mean, I think it's like some of the best of all time. No big deal. But <laughs> I still could see someone in the first round buying the tools buying because he's a legit shot blocker. He's a threat. If someone's convinced he can get out there and switch and guard multiple positions, for sure. And, and San Antonio is a great place for someone like that to go where they can figure out how to almost hide his weaknesses or improve his weaknesses to, to really stick out there. So, I mean, it, it's not the most traditional, but if the Spurs left, like we know the Spurs need front court help. If they left with Tari Eason, EJ Liddell and Walker Kessler, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, you really add in some depth and, and some fun pieces. Yeah. I, look again, we, we talked about the production thing. Sometimes you just uh, can't deny it. Now, I do think there's overlap with Pirtle, uh, but who knows? Maybe this gives them an opportunity to go and get assets for Pirtle uh, with somebody who they think early on can kind of give some of the same stuff and, you know, allow them to build out that roster a little bit differently. Uh, Let's head to the chat one more time uh, before the chat. Yeah. They're probably really nice with this mock draft. They're probably really pumped about it. The last five guys. Um, okay. Rain Gibbs says Davion is a winner. Yes, he is. My guy. Night off. Um, when off we mentioned night. Kevin Knox, Gregory Castillo says future Jets tight end Kevin Knox. That joke. Giants. Hall of Giants. Fame. Uh, after I selected Patrick Baldwin Jr., Gregory Castillo says Lonzo Caruso and Ayo going to be running for their lives, trying to defend. Well, uh, Phantom TV says Patrick Baldwin is elite. Watch his games. He's going to be Devin Booker. So take that, Gregory. Uh, Norin Rad loves the Branham pick. <laughs> I made it, guys. You know, I get it. You know, come on. I I, I made up for it. You know, I made up for my Daylon Terry pick. So I appreciate it. Uh, shout out, uh, producer extraordinaire, uh, Kevin Black, who says, has Lonzo Ball been brought up yet? And oddly enough, I believe we did just bring him up talking about, uh, the Bulls defense running for their lives. Um, Kevin will talk to anyone about Lonzo Ball. Just message him. If you really like Lonzo Ball, just message Kevin. Shout out, Kevin. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, and then lastly, before we head back. Jay Medina to 10 says, I love EJ Liddell at 24. The Spurs. What's not to like? What's not to like? EJ Liddell is an underrated prospect. Here's my wild card question. Is there a world where EJ Liddell and Tari Eason go to the Spurs, but the numbers switched? So Tari Eason was the 20th pick and EJ Liddell was at nine. Cause I think EJ has been dominating interviews and mm-hmm. that's, that is my wild card is he goes a lot earlier than we're ready for. And the Spurs would do it if they love him at nine, but 
you know, I promise I'm sober. I think that's early for him. I agree. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he did um, go lottery. Late lotto, you're thinking? But I also, you know, asking around, you know, somebody I trust was like, uh, I love EJ. He's going to be better than people picked ahead of him, but he's probably going to go later than he should. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and if he went 20 to San Antonio, we'd look yes. back and be like, oh, he he's better than guys in front of him. He went later than he should. So uh, the math checks out there. All right, uh, Albert, you're on the clock at number 26 for the Houston Rockets. Houston took Jabari. Houston took Ochayak Baji. You picked for them last time. Who are they taking with their newly acquired 26 pick that they got in exchange mainly for Christian Wood? This will probably be my last wild card pick that people are going to freaking hate in the comments, but it's okay. Uh, I'm doing this because of the exercise. I'm doing it because I think it's fun. Here we go. Uh, with the 26 pick, the Houston Rockets select Jan Montero from Overtime Elite. Um, I think, uh, you know, John Wall isn't really playing for them and um, I think they could use a backup point guard or a point guard regardless, whatever. Uh, I'm going to send Jan Montero here, and I think it's interesting. It's my last wild card pick. So, once again, eat it. I'm still on the Jan Montero bandwagon. <laughs> I'm a believer. I watch a lot of Jan Montero games. He's super young. He's got pro experience overseas. Right. I wish he was an inch or two taller. I do, but I think he's a feisty defender. I don't think it's something people talk about with him. I believe that his shot could be cleaned up enough that it becomes a viable option. I like his creativity. I like his playmaking. I like the speed. I like the tools. I like the pick here. This is, to me, a good upside pick when you have three picks. He also could be Roddy Bobois. Could be. But I like it. I'm a Montero guy. I know he's taking uh, a fall from grace, but uh, I'm okay with it, especially after you get Jabari Smith and Ochai Akbaji. You played it, quote-unquote, safe at 17. You could take a shot at the back end of the first round uh, with Yal Montero here. Bingo. All right. I am on the clock. I picked 27 for the Miami Heat. And my... Wild card for the Miami Heat is going to be Peyton Watson. There it is. I was just about to take him. <sighs> and I think that Watson, obviously he's skinny. His frame isn't fully developed, but he is the theoretical type of player that I bet the Miami Heat wish they had in the series against the Boston Celtics and all of their gigantic wings. I bet they wish that they just had somebody like Peyton Watson to throw on Tatum long athletic, quick twitch, like a little bit of a, you know, of F you in them. Uh, I still think he goes first round. So what a, uh, an environment for him to develop in. Uh, I, so I, it's a wild card pick. I guess because of, you know, how far he slid compared to where he was in the year. But I still think this is a pretty realistic outcome for the heat. 
I think he's going to go in the first round. Yep. That's yeah. it's you. That's the buzz. I think he's yeah. going to go in the first round. I think someone's going to say we don't care about the year. He, he's the Jaden McDaniels. Right. Just the the year, the nightmare year, but had the really strong high school career, FIBA career. Late um, bloomer. Late bloomer. Because me and Albert saw him in person. And, and me and Albert will tell anyone, like, when he was clicking, my goodness. He, he, I mean, Albert, who was it against? Was it USC? It was UCLA-USC, the game that yeah. he was just going nuts. And we were like, my goodness, he looks like the best guy on the court right now. Like, when yep. he was rolling, he had this. Yeah, you guys saw his, like, his best game, right? Yeah. His best game, yeah. And it was a two-minute stretch of just, like, block, assist, steal, block. Like, we were like, what? Let him run wild. So I think someone, like, if Miami took him, oh, man, I, I would be buying all the stock I could because they would just take their time and, and unleash a monster eventually. So that Peyton Watson's literally from the upside down. He's just waiting to get, <laughs> you know, get to battle 11. Um, you, have the, you have the Warriors at 28. I'm going to get crazy here. Okay. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Golden State's playing in the NBA Finals right now. Um, everyone in the league, NBA is a copycat league. So everyone mm-hmm. likes to copy what teams are having success. Boston mm-hmm. Celtics have a, not a typical point guard, but Marcus Smart is a defensive anchor that has been running the show and effectively. So Golden State's going to get a defensive point guard in their depth <laughs> chart. They're going to take Trevor Keels. Okay. <laughs> um, they're going to get some nastiness and, you know, Jordan Poole tries to go crazy in practice. Kills is just going to lock him up and, and show him what's up. So no, but I, I, I think Golden State could go in a number of different directions. Um, I think they still could look for a developmental guy, but I also like them getting some depth behind Steph in the rotation. Some some guys that might be able to you know slowly develop long term into a nasty asset. Where if Kills hits his stride, Kaminga, Wiseman still have my stock. Same. Um, I bought more Mo- Moses Moody, Moody Moses. Um, that's a nice little core, uh, and I just believe in it. And you know, Jordan Poole's probably going to get paid and stay there, so shaking things up. I like it. Thank you. That's a good. That's a good landing spot for Keels. And Keels is one of those guys where I, I, you know, and I think I messaged you about it one time when I was like watching some Keels stuff, and I was like, man, like isn't he just going to be a guy who the numbers aren't popping, but he just keeps yeah. playing on winning teams? I feel like he's going to be a guy that people are going to chase stats and kills is going to be a guy that is playing at the end of games. Yeah. And especially in the playoffs, like kills is making plays and locking up guys. And especially a guy like that, who's he's still so young. If he goes to a culture like golden state, where they just can slowly develop them, like Kaminga is going to be a monster next year. Um, and then you add that and Wiseman's still going to be good. I don't care what anyone says. So I like it. I'm thinking outside the box there because I feel like I've done the same projection to the Warriors for months. That's why this is the wild card yeah, mock draft. We're having fun. Mm-hmm. We're getting wild. The breaks are the breaks are, are have been cut. No breaks. No breaks. No breaks. The breaks. The breaks were cut when we took Walker Kessler at 25, Jan Montero <laughs> at 26. I think. Yeah. That stretch is pretty gnarly. Kessler, Great. Montero, Watson, Keels is just a heck of a way to to you know have a run in the first round. 
we got well, we got two more picks. Albert, you have the Grizzlies on the clock again at 29. Um, earlier, Rucker took Jalen Williams for the Grizzlies. So where are you going at 29? Oh, uh, this guy's getting some first round buzz, probably second rounder, but it's okay. Uh, this is me expecting Tyus Jones to leave too. I think he's unrestricted. Uh, with the 29th pick, the Memphis Grizzlies select Andrew Nemhard from uh, mm. Gonzaga. Uh, 6'5 point guard, can shoot it, can pass. Um, he's not like an elite playmaker, but as a backup guard, I think he can do plenty. Uh, if you're going to lose Tyus Jones, bringing in a mature guy who's done it, uh, for a long time in college with to a lot of success. Um, I think Nemhard would be a great backup point guard for them if they lose Tyus Jones. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my wild card here. I, I know it, maybe 29 might be high for some, but I, I think it's it's real. I think there's real smoke there where he can go at a slot like this. So, Nemhard is the pick. I I quite enjoy that as a wild card selection because it's 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 not sexy. It's something people are gonna probably be listening to this or watching this and going like, oh man, like you know, Kamagate is on the board or David Rye. and it's like Nemhard. I think made an impression yep. at the combine in a really positive way. So I could see that, and that would be a savvy um, a savvy cost saving maneuver for that Grizzlies team. All right. I have the last pick. I have the Denver nuggets who traded into this draft with the 30th pick. They took Max Christie at 21, which I took for them as well. So at 30, I am going to take in the first round with the last pick from the overtime elite, Dom Barlow. Wow. You animal. You you Whoa. did this whole podcast segment just to take Barlow <laughs> at the last pick, didn't you? I'm on to you, Corey. Uh, once again, you wow. figured me out. Yes. Yeah. A lot of Barlow buzz. A lot of Barlow buzz. And before the, the buzz was online, I feel like we were getting little hints of intel that like, hey, Barlow could be a guy who starts rising in this process. And, you know, I saw recently – the bulls worked him out and I was like, Oh, okay. I got to start. <laughs> now I got to start paying attention. <laughs> All right. But as a wild card pick 30th pick in the draft um, for the nuggets, he's a guy who you can envision developing into a, uh, a modern NBA wing three, like a, a four who can guard threes yeah. on the perimeter. Maybe is big enough and athletic enough to switch on to fives. Uh, can one day knock down shots playing off of, you know, Jokic. He's going to be athletic. He's going to make plays. It's not what I would do, but in this wild card mock draft and with some of the intel, Don Barlow closing out the first round. Let's fly through this top wow. 30. Okay. Orlando takes Paul Boncaro. The Thunder take Chet Holmgren. The Rockets take Jabari Smith at three. At four, we have Keegan Murray at five to Detroit. We have Dyson Daniels really started shaking things up there. At six to the Pacers, Jaden Ivey. At seven to the Blazers, Jalen Duran. Eight to the Pelicans, Jeremy Sohan. Nine to the Spurs, Tari Eason. Ten to the Wizards, Dalen Terry. Eleven to the Knicks, Johnny Davis. Number 12 to the Thunder, A.J. Griffin. 13 to the Hornets, Benedict Matherin. 14 to the Cavaliers, Shaden Sharp, wild card bitches. 15 to the Hornets, Mark Williams. 16 to the Hawks, Jaden Hardy. 17 to the Rockets, Ochai Agbaji. 
18 to the Bulls, Patrick Baldwin Jr., 19 to the Timberwolves, Malachi Branham, 20 to the Spurs, EJ Liddell, 21 to the Nuggets, Max Christie, 22 to the Grizzlies, Jalen Williams, 23 to the Sixers, Jake LaRavia, 24 to the Milwaukee Bucks, Usman Jang, 25 to the Spurs, Walker Kessler, 26 to the Rockets, Jan Montero, 27 to the Miami, Miami Heat, Peyton Watson at 28 to the Golden State Warriors, Trevor Keels, 29 to Memphis, Andrew Nemhart, and 30 to the Denver Nuggets, Dom Barlow. That is the Wilds card mock draft first round for the Draft Act NBA Draft Podcast. That was interesting. Yeah, very um, crazy. And now for everyone listening, you can expect the truth that, no, we don't think any of this is going to probably happen <laughs> except for the well, top three being in some order. So calm maybe down, some of it. Maybe yeah, some of it. some of it, but maybe I mean, some of it might happen. we've done yeah, 900 mock drafts, so it's fun to all of a sudden just be like, let's just be insane and throw nothing but curveballs the entire night. So yes, everyone that listened, like calm down. We we know this is a little out there. That's the point of the exercise. But honestly, like if you know, I'm staring at the piece of paper. I'm staring at mm-hmm. the list. And outside of like, I don't think Shaden Sharp is going to drop to the back end of the lottery. No. Uh, right. I don't think that Ivy is going to fall to six. Right. I don't think Terry's going to go 10. No. So yeah, there either. there are crazy picks that we sprinkled in that but i do think that the range that some of these guys were taken could be legitimate i could see dalen terry not going as high as 10 but maybe he does go to uh cleveland at 14 yeah i i you know that's something that wouldn't shock me maybe he's the guy at 16 to atlanta that's not uh crazy far from you know, where we picked him. So there are things here and there, but I could see Nemhard going first round. I could see a team swinging on Watson or Barlow. Um, Jake LaRavia to Philly. That makes some sense. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of smoke that they're looking to move on from Tybal. Maybe he takes some of those rotation minutes. There are things that I could totally see happening here uh, in this draft. And that's why this is fun, because as we know, the consensus is not going to be right on draft night. And the mock right. drafts that we see, may look as crazy as the wild card mock draft looks uh, on this episode once we actually see the results on draft night. So that's why this was fun, because we're going to see just how crazy we actually got on draft night. And we have a fun live draft stream coming to you. Information on the No Ceiling socials we are dropping. Uh... As you're listening to this, actually, the announcement has probably already happened. Um, if you're watching live, we have not dropped it yet. If you're listening to this, the announcement already has happened. So we got a fun announcement about the draft stream. Uh, the team, the whole No Ceilings team is going to be making appearances. We're going to have some fun plot twists during the stream that we're excited to announce. And um, a lot of fun stuff happening at NoCeilingsNBA.com in the next week or so leading up to the draft. Uh, If you have not done it yet, we released the No Ceilings 2022 official NBA draft guide with 58 scouting reports. It's very pretty. So if you haven't copped that yet and you want to do some research on some of the prospects, go after it. You know, it's it's 10 bucks. It's affordable. And uh, if not, hit the search bar on NoCeilingsNBA.com and you can find something on just about any of the prospects that we've 
talked about or that you could possibly be searching for this year. Uh, with that said, Rucker, tell the people where they can find you on the internet. I'm at uh, Tyler underscore Rucker on Twitter and I'm at Backcourt V, but most importantly, I'm at NoSealingsNBA.com with these two animals. And thank you guys all for, for listening. Make sure you do check out the draft guide. Corey did some absolutely incredible stuff with the design. It turned out beautifully. So I promise you wouldn't be disappointed if you haven't gotten it already. And thank you guys for having me on. I can't believe tomorrow we're going to wake up and have a week until christmas it's going to be just absolute anarchy and i couldn't be more pumped about it for sure and you know what's crazy guys it was about i don't know 10 months ago that we sat on one of these kind of very calls (laughs) and the inception of no ceilings began less than a year ago but almost just it was like 10 months ago so uh magic happens when we all come together. Yes. Albert, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, You can find me on the internet um, at Alberto Gim. I won't even lie to you guys. Corey and I, we're wrapping up almost three hours of content right now. And I'm like starting to hit uh, E on the gas meter right now. Uh, But guys, uh, just want to say it's been awesome. It's been so much fun doing this. um, And we love you guys. And I cannot believe, as Rucker just said, that we are freaking a week away from draft day. Um, also, Corey, we have to put this wild card mock draft on Twitter because people no. are going to no, 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 absolutely no, no. Oh, lose for sure. their crap, dude. It's going to be amazing. 100% so it's going on Twitter. Uh, 100%. Throwing my, throwing my phone into the ocean. <laughs> you, I live you in Arizona, it. so that might be a, a challenge. <laughs> That's going to be it's going to be an iffy thing. But uh, if you want, you can mail me your phone, and I okay, can throw it in the, in the Atlantic. Ah, there's some stuff. Nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'll, I'll just lock it away or something. All right. That sounds. That sounds. I'll we'll warn you when before we post it. Uh, you can find me at Corey Tullib on Twitter, NBA Draft Dude on YouTube. Go check out Rucker and I's piece at NoSealingsNBA.com on why we believe Chet Holmgren is the number one pick and people are overthinking him. Uh, And if you haven't yet, rate and uh, review the podcast and subscribe. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure uh, that you subscribe to No Ceilings TV. And uh, thank you for rocking with us, guys. This was a a lot of fun, this episode. Uh, The conductor of chaos comes on the Draft Act podcast. There's no other way it could be. So until next time, we are out. Peace. Peace.